Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. Hey everybody, what's going on? Uh, we are back. I know it's later in the week, but here we are. There was obviously some massive, massive news that came through on Tuesday, and uh, I have some friends here who are joining me to talk about the new DCU, the Chapter 1 Gods and Monsters slate that was announced by James Gunn and company uh, over this past week. We wanted to get back in here and share our thoughts before next week's regular podcast. Joining me for this conversation are Bob Ryer. Avengers Assemble! Oh, wrong company. <laughs> Aaron Amos is here. I'm going to need Mr. Gunn to stop being so salty online. Was he salty? He's been getting a little salty with people. I saw something. Oh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Also, Carolyn Coca is joining us this evening. Hello. Hello, everybody. Glad to be here. Welcome back. Always oh, a pleasure. Been a bit. Yes. Um, okay, so this is obviously this is this is a big deal. Um we couldn't record this show the earlier this week uh for reasons that we'll get into. Uh, but before we get into to tonight's discussion, we have another podcast on the feed, uh, which is the Gotham Outsiders show, is a Gotham Outsiders and Talking Comics crossover where I join uh, Chris from our show and TJ Finnessy over at Gotham Outsiders to talk about all of this stuff for the first time. So you should totally go and download that and check that out too. I'm bound to say other stuff. And of course, Chris and TJ uh, lending their opinions to the whole thing. We had a great, uh, very enthusiastic discussion about everything. And uh, I urge you all to go and uh, download and listen to that too. Yeah. All right. Boy. Let's let's start with let's start with general impressions. Have you have you all had a chance to like peruse the lineup? Yeah, yes. I did it in parts and pieces. Yep, yep perused. All right. <laughs> this is gonna be funny. <laughs> I'd ask how everyone's feeling, but I'm kinda getting a vibe already. Nope, nope. I'm just I'm sitting back and enjoying the with his popcorn. <laughs> He's got his feet up and everything. Yeah, got your waiting. soft jazz in the background. Yes, I do. Just taking it all in. But yeah, a bunch of stuff got announced, and we're gonna go down the list, and we're gonna talk about all of it. So get ready, strap in, and uh, away we go. So. Uh, they announced a series of film projects, 10 projects in total between film and television. 
Uh, there's, of course, the Elseworld stuff, and then there's also the video game stuff, which I am going to put down here at the bottom of the list so I remember to talk about it real quick. Um, but let's kick things off. So after all of the movies that we already know about between Shazam and The Flash, which, by the way, is supposed to be getting a trailer during the Super Bowl. So if you're tuning in for that, be on the lookout for that. Um, there's, of course, going to be uh, the Fast X trailer for all of you Fast and Furious fans out there. Uh, I'll be watching for that. <laughs> and um, Marvel rumors, too. Yeah, Marvel stuff. There'll be a new Ant-Man trailer. Um, a possible... What's that? Guardians yeah, po- and possibly the Marvels. Yeah, not not confirmed yet, but um, believe me, I've got well, I've no. got emails about uh, what we need to prep and what's going on. It's gonna be I'm gonna have to work that weekend, which sucks, but whatever. Um, and you're a big Kansas City Chiefs fan too. I'm I'm so sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I have two screens, so I'll I'll have the <laughs> okay. game on one side and then uh, I'll work on the other. It'll be fine. Okay. <clears throat> um, <laughs> so after after um. What was the second one that I said? My God. Shazam, The Flash. Then there's Blue Beetle. And then there's Aquaman and the Lost uh, City. And then after that is going to be Superman Legacy. So Superman Legacy is going to be written by James Gunn, or at least he's overseeing the project. Uh, They've already put a release date on this, which I found to be interesting, all the way to July 11th, 2023. So not 24, 25. And it's supposedly uh, focusing on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage uh, with his human upbringing. So there have been rumors about them uh, casting pretty young for Superman, um, which three years out, then, yeah, they would need to. (laughs) He's 12 years old. He's in in elementary school right now. Well, there's questions about like, because there's there's another character, Damien, is going to be uh, introduced for uh, another project that they're Oops. doing. And so people are kind of anticipating uh, down the road a Super Sons movie or series, um, possibly if they uh, introduce John in the Superman stuff. But they didn't announce any castings for any of these projects. So we kind of don't know exactly what they're doing or how young they're going uh, this is meant to be a hard reset for the DCU. The Flash is going to come in. It's going to do its Flashpoint business. It's going to reset everything. And unfortunately, some of that stuff is going to have ramifications on the new stuff where some of the actors from the older movies might not make it as the characters in the newer stuff. So... Like, we don't know if uh, Maraduena is going to continue on as Blue Beetle, although there are ways that they can kind of grandfather him into uh, the the chapter one Gods and Monsters stuff. But we can get into that a little bit later when we get to the shows. Um, but yeah, how 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 is anybody, fe- Bob, how are you feeling about Superman Legacy? Are you excited for this? Do you what do you think they're going to do with it? Well, the way it's described, and I know that's that's sort of been this whole over the last couple of years of of what Superman is, that he's this alien. And so you're talking about juggling his Kryptonian heritage and his Earth upbringing. 
Yeah, I I come back to John Byrne and Man of Steel, and then his influence, which is George Reeves. Superman is an earth earth raised person. He has no memory of Krypton, and, and that that whole stranger in a strange land take on Superman, I think, denigrates the character. It's not what how Christopher Reeve played it. If we want to mm-hmm. go more modern, so I I know that's the modern take, but you, you right. go to do for everyone. Do yourself a favor. Find the last page of Burns' last issue of Man of Steel, where he's Superman is in a Superman pose with one leg up on a little hillock or whatever, saying that he, well, I can sing all the songs of Krypton, know the name of all the poets, but I I may have been born on Krypton, but my life began when I came to Earth here. Mm-hmm. He's Clark Kent. Clark Kent is the real person. Superman is his disguise, right? So I've, I, I, that's troubling to me, and and that it's it's a very modern take. And I think as we go down this, there are a lot of modern takes, and that's all well and good if for me that's the audience you're looking for. But we get to be very centric in that as we go along, and I'll 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 shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn, do you have any thoughts about uh, Superman Legacy? Um, I have the concerns that Bob has um, in that, I mean, one of the things that I really like about the Superman and Lois show, uh, which I guess will have, uh, it will be starting in, I don't know, a couple weeks or something, and then this will be the last season of that. But it's just um, sort of the classic this is a good man who does the right thing. And that doesn't make it boring in any way. It makes him an aspirational figure for everyone around him, you know, within the actual TV universe. And of course, for people watching. So if it can be, we can, I don't, I don't hate Stranger in a Strange Land as a concept. I think it can also work well with Wonder Woman. Um, You know, I think both of those characters can be used to um, maybe look at ourselves a little more critically than we might without someone's quote unquote foreign eyes uh, looking at us. But thus far, I don't feel like um, maybe that is something that's been handled well on the big screen by Warner Brothers. Right. Even with the older movies, you don't feel that way? Do you mean 1978? Which older movies do you mean? Yeah, well, the the Reeves movies. Well, no, okay. But I I guess I'm talking more about in the last 20 years or so. Okay. Um, no, I think I I think that the the first Reeves movie was terrific. I thought they did a really great job with that. And it doesn't mean that a new one has to be that. I just am a little wary about trying to get away, trying so hard to get away from the simplicity of this is a good guy. He's a hero. Yeah. I mean, I would say like, we don't know that that stuff's not going to be in the movie. Like this, this description is about as vague as you can get, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, so I, this is, I mean, I think all of this, just a blanket statement around so much of this is wait and see. Um, 
handling of characters, how they present it. I don't know what James Gunn's history is with comics. I know that he reads a lot of stuff, but I have no idea what his leanings are and what versions of characters he prefers. I, I think I we might from this this late. Okay, and I, I don't want to paint it that way, but it, 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 there are. You don't have to be Lieutenant Columbo to see a thread. And that's okay. And that, that could be the, the audience they're aiming for. But as Carolyn talks about this, there's a classic thread to Superman that goes back to the, the first issue of Action Comics where he's fighting for the little guy. And it, it, his alien origins, he, wasn't, he didn't know them for many, many years. And mm-hmm. he visited Krypton, did all those sort of things. And I, that's, that's a take on the character as some of the other takes of of our classic characters have been over the years in their in their books and if that's where he's looking he's adapting comic books and, and adapting them properly to a certain mindset to those of us who look backwards and look at a, a bigger picture there's there's an inconsistency there's uh anachronisms built into this sort of i guess we'll see again this is early on he may be influenced by what people say we're, we're three years out from this movie kind of hmm. um, yeah i'm just i'm just wary is all yeah oh yeah that's of course word. Yeah. i mean there, there's a there's a history of of being partially burned by a lot of the movies that have come out under dc for the past decade and change right so mm-hmm. like i while i'm enthusiastic i don't i don't forget having to kind of go through the motions of those other movies. But before we get into too much into that stuff, Aaron, how are you feeling about Superman legacy? This is visual bloat. Doesn't need to happen. Cut it to make sure something else gets made. (laughs) Period. There's no reason. There's no reason to start. You want to talk about having a new slate, a new slate of things that you're going to do. Why are you starting with a Superman movie? We've seen how many times there are so many other things on here that we have talked about. Wouldn't it be great to see them in cinema? If you want to have Superman be on your slate, let it be something that you allude to and get a little hint to. And then after you figure out what your the vibe of your new universe is going to be, then introduce them with a bang at the end to be like the, the final, the cherry on top of something and, and have it done differently so that fits into what the vibe of your new universe is. But why start off with it? Because now you're just starting off with something we've already seen before. It doesn't need to happen. Yeah. Ouch. Salty. <laughs> <laughs> Period. I think I I think probably starting with Superman is their way. I mean, obviously they have a plan and that they're they're all of this stuff is supposed to be connected. So maybe they're doing it this way uh, for a reason. I would hope so. But maybe they want to start with something very familiar or because people have been asking for another man of steel for so many years that they figure they get this one out there and just hush up the the people and then and then move on to their more like gun oriented stuff so he's writing this one or overseeing this one so this this would be the gunish superman one would think so i think it's a little bit more involved in that i think all right here's what we know as much as there's there's a contingent of us who are just like why why (laughs) another superman movie for what reason we know that he's going to bring people into the theaters 
So in order, Gunn's not an idiot. In order for him to earn his keep, he's got to have at least one success under his belt. Yes, he's got to have one success under his belt. He knows that bringing in a Superman, however you, you know, you know, Superman, the naked gun 32, whatever, he's going to, he's going to bring people into the seats and he's going to need that hit to justify him continuing to be there. And then it'll sort of, he'll be able to kick the can down the road, um, you know, to proving himself with something else. But Take if he does breath, this right, yeah. then yeah, then he'll be able to slide for a little bit um, before having to sort of settle into it. This gives him breathing room. Right. And there are having to settle yeah. into it. We haven't gone to our general thoughts, but just to say that on the list, there are some very oddball things. Yeah. Very different things. things. Not enough, not love. enough different things. I, I have, I, cause we, we were talking, yeah. we were going to actually do a uh, sort of a listener question idea about what we'd like to see in a phase one. Well, yep. none of the things I want to see are on this list, which is, well, <laughs> that's just me, but that's okay. There are a lot of things some other people would like to see. Yeah. But as, as Aaron says, you, you've got to bank the capital yep. monetarily and politically within the company to get yeah. to some of these other things. And that's not going to happen if he announces uh, Detective Chimp. <laughs> Which, by the way, I would Which would be awesome. Say. I'm right. I, I'd be there too. Don't get me wrong. Just saying. I think want a Justice anyone, League dark, so. I think if anyone was going to introduce Detective Chimp, though, it would be under Gunn's management. It seems like a very oh, yeah. character. I really would. Yeah. I look, and this is this is only half of what they have planned for this chapter or phase or whatever you want to call it. Essentially, they're phase one uh, of this stuff. So something like Swamp Thing could maybe lead into a Justice League Dark uh, down the road. Um, it's the thing yeah. on this list that feels the most to me like it could have the makings of an event film, depending on how they treat it. So... Um, we don't have to go there yet, but uh, the next movie on this list is The Authority. So I am very unfamiliar with The Authority. Uh, this is uh, Wildstorm characters that will join the DCU as members of The Authority. They take matters into their own hands to do what they believe is right. So when I was on Gotham Outsiders, I was pitched... Uh, on the authority as them being a very um, like different kind of superhero book. Yeah. And I know that the authority has been talked about on the show before. Just at least. So Aaron, what do you, what do you think of this? So I would prefer, depending on which version they do, because there's different versions. Um, Cause what's the, the, I can't remember what they call the, the century, maybe whatever you call it. I can't, it depends on which one you have. Um, in any event, this is the one that I would prefer to be the start because you can have callbacks to because they, it, it, even in the comics, they sort of in some of the comics, they sort of reference the Justice League in the sense that, yeah, the Justice League is down there doing whatever it is they're doing their thing. We're sort of up here above really fixing shit. And making sure that it's you know saving the universe and they don't even know that we're here um all that stuff um they are you know that's where steve you reference that's where midnight or an apollo yeah you know, come from so um i just love those characters now obviously there's allegories for all of the justice league and their apollo is superman midnight is batman you know and he goes you know you got a couple others that are here and there that have similarities but um i just sort of liked 
the vibe of them a little better because they they do have the cracks in there. They're not heroes. Let me just be clear. They're not necessarily heroes that are going to stand up and you know and kiss babies. Um, but they will. But they are qualified and capable of doing what's necessary to meet the objective, which is very different than doing the heroic thing. But they will meet the objective, and I like that sort of darker vibe to it. Um, and also, so, there's an LGBTQ uh, component to it. So. Exactly. I mean, if they if they if they don't highlight Apollo and Midnighter as a couple, then yep. tables will be flipped. Oh, absolutely! Mm-hmm. I will absolutely flip out. Yeah. So yeah, I would hope that that's in the, that's the direction that they're heading in with this i figure you do the superman movie first and then you release the authority and be like yeah we're gonna do you know a bunch of different stuff and we're gonna kind of break uh the norm a little bit at least that's what i'm hoping we get out of this i wonder though sorry sorry, go ahead no go go i was just gonna say about the timing that I wonder if they would have, I mean, not that they were capable, I guess, of doing it, but if they had done the authority before the boys, before yeah. Invincible. I'm going to say exactly maybe, the same thing. Yes, yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Maybe no, it's it right. would come off a little better because it is, it's, it can't help but look like those things now. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. that was your, and now the thing, if that is the lead off and it's going to mm-hmm. look derivative to other things, even though the authority mm-hmm. came first. Yep. Because people don't know, for instance, that Namor comes before Aquaman, so on and so forth, the regular folks. Yeah, I, I think you hit on something very important there, Caroline. Absolutely. It could be done in a way that, um, well, I will say also, I don't, I know Gunn likes to have his his sort of borderline slapstick humor in it. I don't want that for the authority. That's nope. not, to me, that's not what the authority is. They are a very, they're much darker sort of um sort of complex team um i i would love to see this if this is sort of if they do this the way it was done you know on the page this would be a great way of delivering on their promise to take the universe in a new direction because this is not what what I don't know. This is not what I think people would expect of DC. Because again, we, we've seen Batman, Superman, Superman, Batman, Batman, Superman, you know, and, you know, I think that's sort of stuck in everyone's head. And, and Wonder Woman and Aquaman are sort of seen as sort of the oddballs out, but they're nothing compared to the authority. But it's a good, I'm glad you mentioned the tone too, because I would also be a little bit fearful, not only that it'll look derivative of, of um, those other things, but that what if it becomes too tongue in cheeky and then mm-hmm. it just looks like he's aping himself yeah. and Suicide Squad and Guardians. Yeah, and yep. super if we go back a little further, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so there's that. Long yeah. story short, I would love to see it. I just want to see it done right. Yeah. Amen. So yeah, across the board, yeah, I think we believe that. Yeah. So Superman, we're wary. The authority, we're wary. <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> two for two. We're two for two. <laughs> Less wary with the authority, but. Yes. Yeah. Do it right. Uh, Aaron, if if somebody wanted to get into the authority or or get to know those characters, what would you recommend for just reading? the first one? Just the first mm-hmm. was like twelve. Yep. Is it twelve? Yeah. First twelve issue, um, maxi series. It pretty much lays it all out. All right. Is that um, I was thinking about reading Steve Orlando's Midnighter and then uh, Midnighter and Apollo. 
So Steve Orlando made a point of talking about that at, um, just to give you some reference, at, at um, FlameCon. Thank you. I tell me to there for a second. Uh, he made a point of talking about that, about how his hands were somewhat tied a little bit, but then he was given a little bit of free reign, but how he got some pushback when writing Midnighter and Apollo because he didn't immediately start them off as a couple because he's like, that's not how gay couples work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they don't just immediately fall into a marriage. So basically when he put him on grinder or whatever that was, mm-hmm. he got shipped because they're like, why are you making our heroes sluts? And so, you know, there's apparently a, a certain love to it. I was just like, meanwhile, they probably flipped over to their next app and, you know, <laughs> hooked up later that evening, but you know, don't look behind the curtain anyway. Yeah. So I, the, I, the maxi series first, then the Steve, the Steve Orlando's it's all good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I mean, I'm excited about the authority because I don't know who they are and what I want most out of all of this stuff are new things, new characters, you know, new concepts, maybe not new concepts uh, with uh, authority being compared to so many other things, but um, it's an unknown for me. I'll, I'll familiarize myself with, you know, some of this stuff over the next couple of weeks and whatever, but we got a long way to go before some of this stuff comes out. And uh, I don't know. I, I think it's cool. I've never dipped my toe in the wild storm pool. And um, I think it's going to be fun to, to see how these characters are represented on the screen. I get excited by this stuff because all the crap that comes with it, like all the all the casting information, the directors uh, signing on and dropping off and everything, all the all the drama that surrounds the making of some of these movies uh, for somebody that does news and, and works in that realm of things. It, um, it makes things interesting. It's not always a good interesting, but it's at least <laughs> interesting in a job that can get very samey and very boring when you're talking about how Avatar The Way of Water has moved up the charts uh, of all time and you could not care less. So there are whole articles written about a movie that makes that much money, but seems to have no cultural impact whatsoever. I have not seen it. I don't plan to see it. I, I, again, I could care less. All right, let's move on. Uh, They're making the brave and the bold. The DCU will introduce Batman and Robin in this uh, unusual father-son story inspired by Grant Morrison's comic series, we are getting Damian Wayne Aaron. in DC. I'm going to mute myself now. Okay. <laughs> so I talked about this a little bit on Gotham Outsiders. And uh, I don't, <laughs> don't want to... Like, I'm trying not to repeat myself too much. I really urge everyone to go and listen to that episode um, it's only like an hour and 20 minutes. It's a lot of fun. But the, I I am very protective. Robin, Damien is my favorite Robin. James Gunn's too. James Gunn's too, apparently. Yeah, yes, I just, just nice to have power. I'm excited to see to see that character on the screen. I'm just you want to talk about being wary. I am very nervous about how that character is going to come off how the character will be received, especially by people that don't really know his MO. Are we going to um, do his origin? And, Are we going through Talia and Roz? And what kind of movie is this? Or he's just going to show up fully formed? We, well, we don't know. Yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, this is like, like we said earlier, a lot of this is, if not all of it is wait and see, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, they could do a lot of things. They, they could do flashback sequences. Uh, Talia will obviously have to be a part of that brave and the bold movie. Um, this could be, if it's a Batman movie, maybe they're planning on doing more than one where, uh, yeah. Bruce Wayne is in this and it's not, uh, Dick Grayson's Batman, uh, at the start. Uh, I'm not entirely familiar with that series, but I think, uh, you know, maybe you have both Batmans in there or you save it for the second movie. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they're going to do this, but there's going to be a lot of Batmans flying around between uh, Pattinson's Elseworlds Batman and then whoever they cast as Bruce Wayne in this movie. And then if they're going in the direction of Dick taking on the cowl, you have that too. So it's, I think it's going to be a lot for some people to digest. And um, yeah. Uh, Bob, what are you, what are your thoughts on Brave and the Bold? You knew there had to be a Batman movie of some kind. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting in the way that you're going through this, but I, unless this is a three hour movie or they're going to just count on people accepting a lot of stuff, this is bold. No, no pun intended <laughs> to go, to go in, in this direction with something so really, really nerdy. No yeah. offense to people of Damien and, and comics. Cause I'm one of you guys, but it, this is really, everyone knows Dick Grayson is Robin. The, the general public does not know Jason Todd, does not know Damien, doesn't know anybody. Doesn't know, know Tim Drake. It's, none of it's in the in the zeitgeist. So you're going to have to... It's almost as if you had done the Son of the Demon sort of thing first and done a Batman Talia movie and then follow it with this, then... I mean, yes. for all, for all we know, that could be this movie. Like it's, it's just a, it's just a title right now, right? Like the brave and the bold. The plot could be, I mean, it's going to be some of Grant Morrison inspired, but maybe it is the son of the of the demon for this one, or at least there are scenes of that, and they're working their way up to it. Who knows how much Damien is actually in this movie? I would like to know why it's called the brave and the bold. I. That this, was literally going to be the only question. Because <laughs> this has really been bugging me because. <laughs> literally the only question. Um, what, you know, if, if it's based. Okay. So the, the, that Grant Morrison series where Dick Grayson is Batman and Davian is Robin. I did read those. I did enjoy those. I also enjoy Damien, particularly in the Stephanie Brown Batgirl run and in other places when he's treated well and he's not just not just a total jerk. The Super Sons movie that's on HBO right now, also really liked that. Um, but none, nothing having to do with Damien makes me think of the words the brave and the bold. The brave and the bold <laughs> make me think of Batman and a bunch of fun guest stars. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And that's the only reason why I was thinking of it. I would pay money to see that. I would pay money for this movie to come out last and have every hero making a cameo in it who's been in other movies up to that point, you know, that to me is the brave and the bold. So if, if this, I, I don't, I, I can't put it together how this is Batman and son 
And it's also the Grant Morrison run with Dick Grayson as Batman. And it's also the Brave and Bold. Those three things are not the same thing. Right. So I would like to see, sure, a Batman and Damien uh, movie done well. I don't feel like I need to see it in the very near future because they have like literally a thousand other characters they could make movies about. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see a quote from Gunn saying this will be something about more of the Batman family movie. Did you guys see that quote? Uh, I didn't catch that one. No. Yeah. Okay. So if that is true and there's a space for Batgirl and there's a space for Nightwing and I, obviously we can name lots of other people as well, that would be cool. But then why not call it something else? <laughs> so I, I'm not, I'm just not quite sure what it is, I, I guess. So it's it's I'm wary. <laughs> Maybe it's just name recognition. Possibly. Like it's one of the few things you could call a DC property that like general public might know. They might have heard of the Brave and the Bold, like just like they know Superman's, you know, other names or Man of Steel or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm I don't just know. no. I don't know. No? You call right. detective comics, it might have had a shot. Brave and the bold is a little inside baseball. You know, I would have gotten behind detective. Yeah. 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 When I, 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 I agree with Carolyn. When I saw the Brave and the Bold, the first thing I thought was, team Oh, ups. it's gonna be Batman with <laughs> yeah. a, a bunch of team ups. And then I saw mm-hmm. Robin. I was like, All right, and I was like, Okay, Robin and, and... <laughs> Uh, what? And that didn't. So then, yeah, I, I was in Carolyn's camp. It didn't quite make sense to me because I'm also going back to that really fun cartoon that was that's on a, yes. a HBO Max now that was on for series where literally each episode was Batman teaming up with, you know, another hero. Um, and so that was stuck in my head as well. Um, but I mean, I don't. You're gonna hear me say that. I don't hate the idea of there actually being a an actual uh, seriously taken. Batman and Robin movie because let's be honest, the previous one was uh, so much um, bat nipples and all. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I don't know if this gives us an idea of what to expect. So it's sort of like, yeah, it's words that with work with some familiar words there that really don't tell us anything. So well, I also um, wonder if some of this stuff is just placeholder. Mm-hmm. You know, like if they were getting pressure to present some kind of path and some kind of plan to everybody to, to give people a crumb to chew on for a while and just shut everybody up. And, you know, things, things with making movies, this is so many years out that things change all the time. This movie might mm-hmm. not even be called the brave and the bull by the time it comes out. So, you know, who, who knows what this ends up looking like in the end, but, um, but James, right, Gunn, James Gunn reads comics. He knows what the brave and the bold is. That, yeah. That's the part that's niggling at me. Right. All right. Well, let's move on to this other one. Uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow <laughs> is coming. Uh, this is a science fiction adventure. We've talked about it a lot on the show, uh, which will be based on Tom King's Award-winning recent comic stories uh, present Supergirl viewers are not used to seeing. Um, I have just started reading Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. I'm only two issues in, but I would say that that's an accurate description. Um, I am <laughs> well, so would in... so would seeing her in a porno movie being a Ooh, Supergirl wow. you hadn't seen before. Well, I will hot. just I will Guns just put this out there. Oh yeah, I'll I'm put this out hot. there. 
I'm two I'm two issues in and and aside from some of the of the language aspects of the character, I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying the character that's with her in the adventure. Um, yeah, I, I I like I really like the way that she speaks. Um, it's, it's, the, have you ever seen the, True Grit? Yeah, yeah, I have. Because that's what they're doing. It's yeah. so 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 True Grit. Like some of the lines are exactly from yeah. True Grit. It's not even a. It's not an homage. It's uh, Just swipe. <laughs> it's well past homage into plagiarism. Interesting. All right. Well, I'm going to be reading that uh, before we get together next episode. So I'll talk about it more then. Some of the most beautiful art I've oh, seen God, in years. Yeah. Bookless Everly. It's, just, it's incredible artistically. That's the other thing with it that I'm, I'm really loving. Like, I love the space stuff. I love the scenes of them mm-hmm. on that, uh, like that freighter uh, train thing that they're on with all the different aliens uh, and the describing the smells of it and her sitting next to the the aliens that are falling asleep on her and stuff like that. Um, I enjoyed those scenes a lot. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I don't know how closely they're going to uh, follow the story when they make this movie. It sounds like it's going to be um, maybe not one for one, but but pretty damn close. Uh, let, let me. I, I have to go next. I'm sorry, but I, I'm going to yeah. jump in here because I think they're <laughs> definitely going to follow it because he said well, she's a much more jaded character. Mm-hmm. He, I, I, I um, people get ready for this because I. This is a quote. Okay, this is not cranky old Uncle Bob. This is James Gunn. She is harsh, harsher, more fucked up. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. has this guy ever read any Supergirl? Watch the television show, watch the old movie, or has he read this? And that 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 gives me pause about everything else. Right. That that's that strikes me as someone who's sort of skimming off the top and, and what what's on the shelves and what's selling and what what got good press and so on and so forth. And that book. Believe me, if you would put if you put Mark Wade on that with the same artwork, he could have filled in those word balloons and given you the most beautiful Supergirl story of all time. And what we got mm-hmm. instead was Supergirl feeling really lonely because she's the only survivor of Argo City or whatever, and flies off to a planet with a red sun so she can get drunk and beat people up. Carolyn, help me out here. Is this any Supergirl you've ever read before? <laughs> there are over we have over uh, 60 years of supergirl in print over 60 years and they've decided to choose the one that's like the least supergirl of literally every story that's ever been told about supergirl i mean i i understand people like it i'm not saying it's not a well-written story but it's not fucking supergirl it couldn't be further from the core character of Supergirl. It's like, oh, I mean, not only is it ripped off from True Grit, but it's like not even really Supergirl's story in a lot of ways. It's the person telling the story's story. And Supergirl, you know, except for maybe like one page that shows us little heroic things that she did in the previous eight issues she's not really doing a whole lot of saving it's 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 not her and it's not her story and i just it, i just think it does a, a a terrible disservice 
to the character. And I've said this before, I've been saying this, unfortunately, for years, but listen to me, Tom King, not every single character needs to be depressed and have PTSD. That is, that is appropriate for some characters, but now you've done it so many fucking times. Only do it with care. I'm glad that you tell that story well, but could you please only tell it with characters where it's appropriate as opposed to a character who's been like a bright shining sun of optimism and hope and faith and love for 60 years. (laughs) Okay. Aaron, do you want to come in here? Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I was choking on my popcorn because I was just enjoying watching the two of them go. Um, I have not read the Tom King stuff. Um, I have enjoyed hearing Bob and Joey go back at it like crossfire uh, (laughs) on the previous episodes. Um, I only have questions of on the surface level logic of it all. Well, first of all, let me say this. I don't think this movie is ever going to get made. I think this is one, as as I look through the list of things, is ripe to be cut. Um, I think it's the one that's ripe to be sacrificed because I think they're going to have questions of will we be able to get enough audience members, audience seats filled to come see a, 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 a yeah, I hear what I'm going to say, a movie about a, a female? Because let's be honest, this is where Warner Brothers is going right now with a lot of stuff. But in any event, having said that, um, the dissimilar to The Brave and the Bold and what is described as the the story of it, I only struggle with calling her Supergirl if she's going to be fucked up. Because then would that really be a superhero? Would that really be a Supergirl? Would that, I don't, I don't, that's what I'm trying. If you're telling me that this is like an Elseworlds Kara and she's coming through and she's got some, some issues that she's need to work through and she's never taken on the mantle of Supergirl and she's just Kara and all that stuff, then... I don't know. Maybe that's an interesting story um, somewhere down the line. Maybe sort of the, what was the story with Superman? Like, what if he hadn't been, um, was it Red Sun? Mm-hmm. Um, what if he hadn't been, you know, saved by the cancer? If you're telling me that story, then that could be an interesting story. I, I would watch that just to sort of see from an Elseworlds perspective, you know, what could happen if all the right pieces don't fall into place. Um, but I would struggle with her being a quote unquote fucked up character and still having the mantle of Supergirl because then that kind of does beg the question: What do you what What's your target here? So, you know, there's a potential for a good story being told there. If if we call, I say this about the last two. There's potential for good stories being told here if they call it what it is and they set expectations up front. Maybe so, but I don't. I having not read Tom King stuff. Only knowing that usually people end up in the, uh, you know, on a therapist couch and Tom King stuff. Then I don't, I don't know what to expect with that. But again, if you couch it different, well, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, if you frame <laughs> <Very> it <good. laughs> nice. differently, um, it may be a more interesting story. Just don't. If you're going for dark, don't call it Supergirl. Well, I said it when we were talking about the book, but it has since it has no name recognition. If this were Power Girl Woman of Tomorrow going off into space and be that. drunk and beating people up, yeah, that would absolutely, make sense. absolutely, that would make sense. Um, yeah, that would absolutely make sense, and and I would get behind that because even yeah, in all too. the um in all the um Justice Society stuff, she's yeah. you know got that sort of more brazen, um, short tempered, you know, effect about her. So I would get behind that. That would be a more interesting story. Um, that follows this description. So, yeah. 
But you're, they're also doing this after, I'm sorry, I don't remember how many seasons the TV show was on, but like Supergirl arguably has more name recognition than ever because she was on TV for years. And even if people didn't, even if people didn't watch it, I'm sure they saw commercials for it. And if she was the avatar of hope, right? That was pretty much the point of the show. Yeah. That was a great show. Yes, it was. Supergirl super colon True Grit. That's that's what they should call this movie. All right, let's move on to the next one. We've got uh, Swamp Thing announced, which uh, of course will investigate the dark origins of Swamp Thing. And it was announced today that uh, James Mangold of Logan and the new uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is possibly, possibly going to direct swamp thing can i be honest of everything on this list this is the one that surprises me the most yeah me too (laughs) and i say that only because they the series on hbo max i used to it wasn't well it was initially was a dc universe whatever it was yeah it was dc universe it hadn't even finished airing before they said it wasn't coming back for a second season and yeah. it, it wasn't actually that bad. I, I watched it. I thought it had potential. I thought it could have gotten better in a second season. Yeah, but I was they, not it was all right. Yeah, they shut that shit down mm-hmm. and didn't even give you a, a legitimate reason, to be honest with you. It was just like, Nope, we're not doing it again. It's we we're only like halfway through this season and we're telling you right now it's not coming back. So then people were just like, Well, why the hell am I gonna watch the rest of it? Mm-hmm. Um, so that shocks me that after having that experience so recently with this character that it's getting a movie. So, yeah, um, having said that, I would watch a Swamp Thing movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate it. I, I would watch a Swamp Thing movie. So I'm yeah. super excited for this. Yeah. I, I love the character. I love the world that he inhabits. Yeah. And I like the potentiality of it where you can introduce the green and the red. Uh, mm-hmm. Swamp Thing has some of the most wicked villains like that I've seen, um, was it on the Flor- Florian Man or something like that? Florianic Man, yeah. Florianic Man. Um, was Oh my God, I'm forgetting all other names. Was it the Arcane? Yeah. Is, is the other one? Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I think, I think there's a, there's a lot of potential here to, like if, if anything feels like an event movie in this lineup, it's, it's this for me, because I think you can, introduce an entire world other world through this character that people aren't really familiar with um swamp thing doesn't get a lot of love outside of the comics and even then so Mm -hmm. um carolyn go ahead yeah um you could also um have constantine show up for a minute Mm -hmm. that would be cool um but i think it's it's also not only am i just i like swamp thing i think this could really be cool um, I think it has crossover appeal. So I think that's the strategy of it. Let's do something that we can make more horror, more uh, different from garden variety superhero stuff. You know, it's a little magic maybe too. Absolutely. And maybe like even that. some vegetative injustice. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> good times, good times. All right. Um, that's pretty much it on the movie end of things. I mean, there's the Elseworlds stuff too. So uh, in addition to the DCU stuff, James Gunn was talking about DC Elseworlds, which is where you're going to find your Jokers and your Penguins. So 
you've got Joker, uh, Folly Adieu, which is coming out under the DC Elseworlds label. That's, of course, with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga and Brandon Gleeson and a couple of other people. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's, uh, what's it, just, it just sounds like a Saturday Night Live skit, but... <laughs> it does. With Lady Gaga. <laughs> it does. Um, and then you have Penguin coming out with Colin Farrell. That's going to be a, a crime drama coming to HBO Max. Then, of course, you have the Batman Part 2 uh, with uh, Pattinson batmaning it up and apparently the Tanahisi Coates Superman movie is still in the works. They're waiting for um a final draft of the script to start moving forward with that, but that's gonna fall under this DC Elseworlds label as well. Does anybody want to jump in here about this? I believe that Tanahisi Coates when I see it. Yeah I'll, I'll second that. But I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it. I'll be honest. I don't care about the Joker. I didn't see the first one. I just don't care about the Joker in general because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. I, I I get thoroughly frustrated when they take the thing that is the seasoning and try to make it the main dish. So it doesn't work. Um, yeah, I know about its Oscars and everything. I'm just talking about from my storytelling perspective. I'm not a fan. Penguin. Okay. Um, the Batman Part Two. Well, we knew that was going to happen because it's the Batman and it's DC. So I, what are they? I've watched it. I watched the Batman a second ter- second time on HBO Max. And when I'm not paying for it and I'm sitting in the comfort of my own house, I didn't hate it. Um, Superman. There is only one way that I would not lead with why, and that is if Michael B. Jordan was playing Superman. I mean, he could. Uh, so. That's 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 really the the Superman I would want to see. I would want to see that. I mean, because again, this is Elseworlds. I would want to see that Elseworlds was it Earth One uh, mm-hmm. Superman, which I think would be a very interesting story. I mean, if they use, even choose the the was it the most recent? Well, it was like what five six years ago it ended, but most recent run of Earth One, um, or was it Earth Two? I'm sorry, yeah, no, Earth One. Um, so I I would love it. Um, just to sort of see that sort of story where that Superman came from and how it, that would be an interesting story because it's not the same origin story. It's a little bit, I don't know, sort of, there's a little bit more of a struggle to it. It's not a, oh, we were raised with the, this this incredible family and blah, 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 blah. So mm-hmm. I would love to see that. So, you know, that would, that would be a good Superman story. W- would you also accept Jesse Williams in the role? Why are you trying to out me here? What's, <laughs> what I don't understand. <laughs> Why are you coming for me right now? <laughs> but, uh, Who is um, Jesse Chris, Williams? I am unfamiliar. Um, Grey's Anatomy uh, actor, uh, African-American actor with the blue eyes. Nope. Uh, who's currently, I'll put it in the chat, who's currently uh, starring on Broadway and Take Me Out that Carolyn and I want to go see. Ah, cool. Yeah, and there's a reason why she's bringing him up. <laughs> oh, yeah? Is he, uh, is he a looker? Yeah. Oh, 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 you don't know about wow. that. I'm sorry. And I, by the way, it is Earth 2. I'm sorry. I kept saying Earth 1 yeah. is Earth 2. Um, there's a, if anyone, okay, sidebar. You can cut <laughs> this out. The big thing about that Broadway play is that uh, there is a lot of full frontal gratuitous nudity on stage. And Jesse it's Williams. It's not gratuitous. Well, it's in your face. That's all I'm saying. Um, and there was a, uh, how do I want to say that? There was a lot of it. <laughs> that's all i'm saying about jesse williams 
There was a lot of it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. His acting was also very good, Aaron. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. That too. I'm wow. just saying the room got dark during his scene is all I'm saying. Um, just move along. Next. What's next on that list? Aaron woke up in a cold sweat. Oh, let me tell you. Uh, James Brown used to say that. <laughs> Oof. All right, let's move into the uh, into the television side of things. Uh, one of the television projects that they announced, this is an animated series, uh, is Creature Commandos. Cool. So this is going to be a seven-episode animated show in which Amanda Waller creates a black ops team out of monstrous prisoners. Uh, Gunn wrote all of the episodes uh, for the first season, and I have seen pictures, I believe Weasel, and my man, Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, is in this business all day. Let's go, Frankenstein, Agent of Shade. I'm in. I love yeah, him. I miss that's him. Fun. I I would be into I I will say, I always feel as though they do animated so much better Absolutely. than other stuff, um, especially when it's, a, you know, if it's a series, because they historically have tended to allow the characters just to be more comic booky and mm-hmm. take a little bit more time to do their thing. Uh, shout out to Young Justice. But, um, you know, I know, let's pour one out. Um, so I, I, I'm down for this. I, I'm, I will always say I'm down for the, the DC animated stuff. They just seem to, if it's that side of the house, they bring those folks in here. They just seem to have a better handle on telling the story there. Yeah, they they take more chances. They they yeah, they try absolutely. to be more diverse in terms of what they're bringing. Yep, absolutely. Right. I'm on board. See, what I think is interesting about this, and this kind of goes into the video game stuff too, is one of the things that they're doing is they're supposedly going to have crossover between all products. So whoever voices these characters in the animated shows will then play them in the live action movies and then also, you know, also voice them in the video games. The video games thing is, is a totally different animal that you want me just to get this out now. And then we can go back to the television stuff. Well, if I can say this about voice actors, go ahead. If this cross pollinization is going to work, the, the person who plays Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, whatever live action is then going to do the voice. And how many voice actors now who we've grown to mm-hmm. love, people like Kevin Conroy or Kelly Cuoco, we're never going to hear again. Yeah. Because they'll be replaced by actor actors. Right. That's right. a concern yeah. for me. That is definitely a concern. That's definitely a concern, especially on the uh, video game side sure. as well. And here's the thing about the video game thing, and this is why I'm a little kind of scratching my head a little bit about this decision. Video games, just like movies, video games take a long time to make. Four to five years. You know, you can't just crank out a video game. So Mm -hmm. there has to be so much planning and so much like forethought into how this rollout is going to happen. And things happen with video games all the time developers change you get halfway through making something and the trends in video games change 
you might be making like an MMO game and that's not good enough anymore. You might make a battle Royale game and people aren't interested in that stuff anymore. You know, you can't defeat Fortnite. You can't make another Minecraft. And so go ahead. No, no, I was just, I was just agreeing. Yeah. 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 I just, it's, it's one of those entertainment arenas that I, I listen to like four, five, six different video game podcasts. I pay attention to the news. I, I, I play a lot of games that doesn't make me an expert by any uh, stretch of the imagination, but I do know what it takes to get these things out the door. I worked for a claim for a couple of years. There you go, Joey. I mentioned it. And so I've been on the ground floor of this stuff and I know how many, how many wrenches can be thrown into the works and casting for one, for one thing. What if they make a video game, they spend four to five years making a video game and then three quarters of the way through production they have to change uh, a casting because one of their actors decided to uh, go and do some crazy shit and, and they're no longer a part of that project and need to be recast. And then you just spent all this money and time putting them in this video game and it's useless because you have this plan to integrate everything. And I, I just don't know how that's going to work. You're paying a movie star or a movie actor to be in a video game has got to be a lot more than paying a voice actor. Yeah. If I'm if I'm skeptical, I mean I'm skeptical about plenty of things going around here. I'm being I'm being very positive, but I definitely have my guard up a little bit on uh on all this stuff. But like the video game part is really the part that's kind of blowing me away that I'm like, I wanna see how you're gonna do this because I don't know that you can. We'll see. I can be proven wrong. I'm open to being proven wrong. Um, okay, so that's Creature Commandos. Uh, you know them. You love them. <laughs> go, go read Jeff Lemire's Frankenstein Agents of Shade, DC New 52. It was one of the few really great books in that line. Uh, another series that's coming out is Waller. Uh, we knew about this one already. This is taking place in between Peacemaker seasons one and two. Uh, this is, of course, starring Viola Davis, and the series features Team Peacemaker and will be written by Crystal Henry, who wrote The Watchmen, the HBO series, which was absolutely fantastic, uh, and Jeremy Carver of Supernatural fame. Uh, I'm not entirely familiar. I have seen a lot of Supernatural, but I don't know one writer from the other uh, on that show, so that's kind of a whatever for me. But um, I will watch anything with Viola Davis in it. So I love her as much as I love Michelle Yeoh. And, and you could, she could just sit there as Amanda Waller and stare at the screen, at the screen for hours. And I'd watch it. She's phenomenal. Uh, And I liked, I like the Amanda Waller character. She's, it'll be interesting to see how they expand upon her. If this is her series, Uh, are they going to follow her home? Are we going to get to see, you know, the other side of Amanda Waller, or is she just going to be a hard ass the whole time and own every scene that she's in a hundred percent? Definitely. Yes. So. Is she going to run the justice society? Ooh. Who knows? <laughs> Don't you broke Don't my know. heart, Carolyn. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just trying to make a joke. Uh, no, I mean, who, who could say a bad word about 
about her. I mean, about by either Viola Davis as an actor or Amanda Waller as a character. I mean, it's a it's a great match. It's a win win. I don't always look. Well, I mean, you can say bad things about Amanda Waller because she's terrible. But I'm no, I'm just thinking about. Aaron and some of the comments he's made about how that character's been represented over uh, the last <laughs> couple of years. No, no, no. I wasn't done. I love the character yeah, yeah. Amanda Waller. I love the actor Viola Davis. I'm not sure if I always like how, and they seem like a great match. I'm not sure I always like how they've been written over the last few years. Right. Um, so I'm not sure um, how this will go. I mean, I did watch Peacemaker if I could turn my brain off about, you know, what it was saying about violence and whiteness, I enjoyed a lot of things about Peacemaker. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, I would for sure watch this, but I would, I'm going back to saying the word wary. I'm wary of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron, where do you land on Waller? I will watch Viola Davis and her runny nose anywhere. Uh <laughs> Uh, accurate though accurate because, yeah, listen the woman has a professionally runny nose mm-hmm. uh on television on on screen i will watch it all day long i wish they'd given us a, st- a plot here nobody wants to see the kinder nicer side of waller because it'll ruin the character and all the other stuff but she has a puppy at home if you listen <laughs> she probably feeds that puppy to a bigger animal somewhere <laughs> i don't know i if you want to show me her being that full-blown bitch who's wrecking shop and getting shit done and outsmarting everyone and just being the smartest person in the room, except for when her people hit her on the back of the head with a stick, mm. um, then I'm on board with that. But I don't want to see the kinder, gentler Waller. Don't mm. want her for me and other stuff. I, I And Viola Davis can do all of that. She can still do all of that and show, because she's got that much gravitas and so many layers, she can be that badass show that there is a potential or make you believe that there's a potential for her to be a, a kinder gentler and then just yeah. basically come back around and be like, no, I was just fucking with you. Uh, I'm still <laughs> going to kill you. I want to see that Waller. That's it. I don't want to see, I don't want to see the kinder gentler Waller. Let me ask you this. Has there ever been a situation where they've done that and you've enjoyed it? A kinder gentler Waller? No, not a, well, just in general, oh. like with any character where they decided to show you the other side and it, it ended up being okay. So it's interesting because at the end of, was it Justice League Unlimited? That final, one of those final episodes, there actually was the older uh, Amanda Waller uh, that was there that was talking to Terry McGinnis and giving him background. And she was supposed to be this kinder, Jaylen Waller. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was was. okay with that because it was literally at the end of her life. Basically, it's like, oh, I did all this shit for a long time when I was a son of a bitch. And yeah, I, I, you know, I, I did some shit, but it was at the end of her life. That worked for me. Um, I wouldn't want to see that while she's in the prime. Um, okay. And I'm trying to think, I don't know if there's been, I don't necessarily want to see the struggle I have sometimes is when you take these characters that are quick hits, I feel the same way. Okay. I'm just going to go here. I felt the same way about Loki. I felt like Tom Hiddleston overstayed his welcome as Loki. I said it. I don't. I don't care. Come for me. Mm-hmm. Because again, I feel as though when you 
take the thing that we love because we saw it in such, you know, we were teased with it and we got to enjoy it in a little boost and then try to expand it to something bigger. And then you have to add layers that maybe aren't aligned with who the character is to you because Mm -hmm. no one wants to see a one dimensional character for, you know, seven episodes or eight episodes. But sometimes when you do that, you run the risk of neutering the character and taking away the things that maybe some portions of the audience really related to that made the character badass on screen. Um, and I think sometimes it makes it difficult to walk back. It, it really does make it difficult to walk back when you um, have characters that just are uneven, you know, that, that, you know, it becomes hard to walk back when you give them the, the, the conscience, sometimes it becomes hard to watch them be the badass again. So I don't know. That's kind of where I am with it. All right. Yeah, good point. Uh, Bob, do you have anything you want to add? No, I think everyone said all the good stuff. But I, again, wary is the thing. I'm on board with anything Viola Davis does. So we'll we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I will definitely try mm-hmm. that one out. Uh, cool. I'm there. I will too. I def- absolutely. All right. Next on the list is Booster Gold. Booster Gold uses his uh, uses basic technology from the future to pretend to be a superhero in the present day is kind of the pitch for this one. Uh, of course, they have not uh, cast Booster Gold yet. We were joking around <laughs> on Gotham Outsiders that it's going to be Chris Pratt. Of course it is. Um, I hope not. But there is the potential for uh, Maraduena's uh, Jaime to join Booster Gold for the, for this series this is a live action series that they're doing. I believe it's ten episodes, but don't quote me on that. Uh, I have only I have a very limited exposure to Booster Gold. This is kind of he's one of those characters that I've just heard from countless people. Whenever he's brought up in conversation, people lose themselves or they have favorite runs. Or this, he's just a very beloved character from a lot of people that I've spoken to. Um, my exposure to him has kind of been in the Tom King stuff. And from what I understand, that is perhaps not the best way to approach that character. So this is very new to me. And I this is one of those situations where I don't know if I should just wait to see what this is or if there's like good booster gold out there that I should go and read. Is the booster. hype real? Booster Gold, if I'm just going to say this, Booster Gold is the most James Gunn of all the characters mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, he will, you can James Gunnify him into the ground and it will not change how Booster Gold uh, is perceived in the character. Because he, he would fit that style of humor. Booster Gold, typically, okay, from my, the exposure that I've had, um, even right up to the one that's... Uh, Crap, I can't remember who's writing the one that was that was just out now, the little miniseries with him and uh, Ted Cord. Um, typically, he is the loser hero who's really just trying to do it for the, basically trying to be a hero for the gram. He's basically just trying to, to be a hero for the riches and sponsorships, and he doesn't often really care about what he's trying to do, even though at one point he did leave the Justice League of, was it Justice League International? Mm-hmm. And there was another Justice League. Um, but he basically just does it for the for the notoriety and for riches and all that stuff. So he's he, you know, they they cro- they go back and forth sometimes between sort of trying to instill that sort of hero factor in him. But usually it's about him being 
you know, wanting to be famous and wanting to be rich and sort of have a history and a legacy, et cetera. Because again, he's from the future. So he knows kind of how things are already played out and he wants to insert himself into that mix. Like, and there's usually comedy behind it. Um, and the, 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 the style of comedy, I think, plays perfectly to James Gunn's strength. So I, I'd be interested in seeing that. Um, I think it would play out well. Um, it would be interesting as a series. I'm glad it's a series and not a... Um, was it a series? Yeah, it's a series. Yeah, it's a series. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad it's a series and not a movie. I don't, I don't know because I, I want to give it time to to do all the things that Booster Gold is historically known for doing. Right. Uh, anybody else a, a Booster Gold fan or looking forward to this in any way? I I agree that it was sort of the least surprising thing on the list when I saw the name. I was like, oh yeah, that makes total sense for Jane Scott. So yeah, I I reacted as Aaron did. The only thing that I would add is I think all you, all of you stopped watching Legends of Tomorrow kind of early on, right? Yep. Um, I saw I think three seasons, maybe four. Okay. Well, the the last, I mean, it really did get to be the funnest, wackiest, silver ageiest, queerest DC show of them all. Well, I guess superhero show of them all. It really got to be fun. Um, in its last few years. And one of the last episodes, it might've been like second to last or third to last. Um, you just had one, the, the guest star of the week, basically without naming him was clearly booster gold. And it was Donald Faison, you know, from scrubs and wow. yeah. Interesting. So, um, and he, he was great. <laughs> um, it was more his, like the, the, I'm, well, uh, trying to remember what it was like. He's a timekeeper sometimes or a guardian of time or something. Yeah. Bob, do you know? Mm-mm. No, you got me on this one. Oh, okay. You know, I'm going to look it up. It, guards the time stream, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, wasn't that the case during the Batman run where, you know, all that stuff happened and he had to go back and... And yes, yes, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. So I think they were hooking into that. So it was just like this. I didn't know that it was gonna. It was. It was fun to be surprised by a TV moment. You know, they just kind of. It, it was clear to me who he was supposed to be, um, based on what he he was wearing, like, kind of blue and yellow, but in kind of his clueless clothes kind of way. You know, yeah. just like a fun outfit and he's kind of guarding time and whatever. And he was just very funny. So that could, I, I mean, I can't imagine that means they're considering him, but it would be cool. Yeah. I did not see that episode. That's for sure. But I do remember when uh, his casting was announced and I thought that that was fun. That's cool. All right. Um, moving on. They are finally, Finally doing Lanterns, a uh, live action Green Lantern series. This is supposedly a enormous TV event series uh, that follows an intergalactic uh, intergalactic cops, John Stewart and Hal Jordan, as they uncover a dark mystery. Sounds very Green Lantern to me. Uh, and I think they're they're ditching the Guy Gardner uh, angle that they announced a couple years ago. Uh, which I am very grateful for because uh, I I really it, you could not have chosen like the lantern that I I, I don't want to watch. And that's if you want to talk about uh, Guy Gardner having a dog at home that we can all fall in love with. <laughs> that's the character to do it with. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I'm sure that there are a lot of he has his fans, but I'm just I'm not one of them. Um, I really enjoy Green Lantern. I I don't. I kind of burnt out on it after I did my gigantic read uh, during the DC 52, and then of course there's Far Sector, uh, which is one of the best things I've ever read. But um, I think if they ever did decide to adapt that in any way, that would fall into the Elseworlds category, or at least I hope it would. Um, uh, go ahead, Bob. Wh- why isn't it this? If well, they're, that's, descri- they're describing yeah. this as true detective, they already have a ready-made, wonderful, wonderful detective story with Joe and M.K. Jameson. Mm-hmm. And- mm-hmm. Why is it this far sector? Who cares about Hal Jordan at this point, honestly? John Stewart, great, but this could be a Joe story that would be groundbreaking and interesting and different than everything else. Or a Joe and John story. Okay, we could do that. But I'd rather just have the Joe story. Where do you stand on this, Aaron? It's never going to get made. (laughs) Yeah, sadly, you're right. I agree with everything you guys have said. I, I, I... Because they're identifying it as a sort of ensemble type thing, then I think it leaves space for a Joe uh, to come in. I think, I think that okay, I don't want to say this. Oh, I forgot. I don't care. So, what what I mean to say is, I think the John Stewart Hell Jordan thing is a fanboy grab to sort of appease them because they've been begging for it for years. Uh, to get them in, and I think there will be opportunities for them to expand it. I don't think they will, though, because I don't think this is ever going to get made. But I would love to see a, a, a story, because it, all the same things apply. Remember, they kept saying it would be so expensive to do a Green Lantern. The special effects and the CGI and this, that, and the other thing would be so expensive and so out of reach. And who's willing to take that risk on a show that we don't know? Um, blah, 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 all that stuff. I would love, personally, this is the show that screams animation screams high-end animation um with a very adult sort of theme to it but still high-end we took our time animation and we didn't rush it to you know to get it out um so that it becomes this sort of beautiful visually beautiful and stunning package from beginning to end i think this is a show that would do it but since they want to do it in live action, I think the risk is that you're going to have TV level special effects and TV level, and and they're going to have to use them sparingly. And then they're going to have to rely on the story, which since we don't necessarily know what the story is, could be tricky. So um, I personally think they're going to look at the budget for this and they're going to scrap it. I I do kind of feel like, like with um, the Swamp Thing movie, I feel like this is an attempt to merge what you're saying about people clamoring for something that has lanterns with a cop detective type show, mm-hmm. you know, to have like a different sort of genre that might pull in not just your hardcore fans who know who Hal Jordan is, which as Bob indicates is probably a smaller number of people who care about him than it used to be. Um, probably you have more people who are adults now who know John Stewart, Stewart from yes. the cartoon. Um, than no Hal Jordan, but anyway, so I I, I see this as a as, as a strategic move, you no know, kind of like the Swamp Thing move, um, but uh, but yeah, I can't, uh, and and I will watch it. 
I mean, I, oh, yeah. I like to see a Lantern story, but I would love to see a Green Lantern core story, you know, and really I, have everybody involved. I think it would be Except great. Except <laughs> the, the na- Yeah, see, the name, the fact that it was just Lanterns led me to believe that this would be an opportunity for any Lantern, any Green Lantern, to be written into and out of the story and you know and it could be that sort of ensemble sort of like hill street blues in space if you know you know um but for for <laughs> any lantern to to sort of be there and that would open the door for the ones that was you know sort of like establish itself and 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 get and hook those those fanboys that want to see the hal jordans and the john stewart and then without them even realizing it's happening you know overlaying the 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 joes and the 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 baz and the 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 oh god i'm dumbing up i can't remember her name um the other female green lantern who was latino oh, and i can't yes. remember jessica. jessica jessica thank you yeah. jessica cruz jesus um bring her up oh, by the way it was actually a green lantern but stop it then i'll, I'll move on to something else how, how, how about how about this being an anthology series uh yeah we could do alan well. scott we could do everybody yeah, we can do the Green Lantern core, mix and match, and do what we want anytime we want. Yeah, so don't get me wrong. I'm excited about it. I, I just, I have fears that it's, it's. I don't want to get too excited about it because I would love to see it if it actually plays out. I just don't know if it's going to get made because of how many years that we've been all clamoring for a, a Green Lantern. All right. We're wary. We're just a bit wary about this one. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's the, episode, that's the episode we're title. We're wary. Oh, believe me. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll we'll end this oh, yeah. with uh, what I'm yeah. sure <laughs> is going to be an absolute banger. <laughs> Good oh, God. Boy. So another live action series that's coming is Paradise Lost. This is set in Themyscira. Uh, home of the Amazons and birthplace of Wonder Woman. This drama focuses on the genesis and political intrigue of an island of all women. Carolyn, take it away. I would, I would love to, but I defer to my sister Bob. I'll, I'll okay. go after him. <laughs> all right. He's described this as the Game of Thrones version of Themyscira. Now, as created by the Morrisons back in the day, there were virtually no political machinations between the Amazons amongst the Amazon sisterhood. That's a product of more modern books. I mean, why? If you're going to do this sort of thing, you know, I could do without this. Patty Jenkins, a couple of years back, had planned to do an Amazons film that was going to come between Wonder Woman 84 and Wonder Woman 3 with Connie Nielsen as Hippolyta with those Amazons that we had now seen through through two pictures, two and a half pictures. So, I mean, if we do a Paradise Lost, we're going to do Phil Jimenez's version, that'd be okay, but I'm not feeling it based on his elevator pitch. And if they want to do a prequel, why don't they... If we're going to do modern books, why don't we do Kelly Sue's Historia? I'm not happy with this at all. I This is, as with the Supergirl thing, this puts me wary of the tone of everything because I, I'm just not feeling this in the least. Sorry, Carolyn. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously I, I agree with my sister on this as usual. Um, And I would add a couple of things. Um, 
what the fuck are they thinking is basically <laughs> what I'm asking. Because have it. these, and, and I guess I shouldn't be surprised because these are the people who made a Wonder Woman movie in 2017, which made a record-breaking amount of money, which generated an unbelievable amount of press about girls and women crying in the theater. And, you know, uh, it got all kinds of, um, you know, pieces written up about it and pictures of little girls with their arms crossed, Mm -hmm. like in the lobby of the theater under posters of Wonder Woman. And what did DC do after that? They created a comic book that starred her brother for a year. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe that's why we shouldn't be surprised by this because they have a property with so much potential that's been around for 80 years that is a beloved figure (laughs) that was successful on television back in the 70s when supposedly they didn't know what they were doing. And this is the best they can come up with. Women are backstabbing bitches. That this is what we're doing. I mean, I just—it's almost mind-boggling that this is what they come up with. And then I started thinking more about the bigger gun picture here. We're talking about eleven things that were announced, right? Three of them star women, and the way that we know who Amanda Waller is. We think we know what this who the supergirl is that they're talking about, and now you add to this Game of Thrones Amazons that we don't know. And I feel like what it's adding up to is how do we make women interesting since they're you know completely inscrutable to us, they're only more than half the population of Earth, but it's like I've never met one before. What sort of character trait could we give them? How about they're violent? You know what? Violence is not a personality trait. It, 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 it is something that people do sometimes. It is something that superheroes do sometimes. But like, why don't they think about what are the personalities of these people? <laughs> Sorry, characters. How can we make them different from one another? Let's look at our catalog of literally a thousand characters if we're trying to come up with something sort of different. But if all you can do is sort of pat yourself on the back for putting out a slate that's 30% female-led, but all three of them kind of look the same because they're all just violent women, I, I think you need to like look, uh, look again, maybe. Try something else, maybe. Um, and, and I hate to be proven right, but like I, I kind of wrote about this in my much less award-winning and more recent book. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, in which, thank you. In which I wrote about how they keep making female characters more and more violent because they kind of think that's a way to to bring in, you know, it's like making them violent sort of eases kind of more conservative fans not liking the feminism of female superheroes, right? Um, so I feel like that's what they're doing here, and I am not. I I just think they could do so much better. You know, women are human. They also, we also have different character traits. Um, so maybe they could uh, look into that. Yeah. And uh, the movies you described, the characters from your book are Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman. The, those two movies particularly, which both made a billion dollars and generated mm-hmm. positive press and reviews and audience reactions 
and sitting in theater saw Wonder Woman with you, and we were both touched by the moments where she was Diana and Wonder Woman. She needs to save those that those villagers. That's why she goes out into no man's land. Yes, people loved it when when Carol was was fighting with the the, the song going in the background, but I, I saw that with Jess, and as as she's getting up from all her various travails, you know, she was mm -hmm. crying. She was crying. It's about the, the getting up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about the violence. It's about the character traits, the the power of uh, the inner strength required to, to, to navigate the world as a woman. Right. And I'm not saying that superhero stories, uh, you know, should never show violence or something like that. It's just that when you sort of look at the pattern of what they're doing with more prominent female characters, and I'm talking more... I'm talking about movies, but there's also quite a bit of this in, in comics of the last particularly 10 years or so, when you look all across them at all different female characters. Um, just this, what Gunn has announced here seems to be just sort of upholding that pattern. It's it, the, the, the one dimensionality of these sort of, I don't know, I, went in, ne I don't know, negative, um, nasty, sad, violent kinds of female characters is just really not the whole scope of what you could be doing. Yes. Erin, mm -hmm. uh, you want to jump in here at all? <laughs> yeah, he's eating popcorn and laughing. <laughs> all right, I'll take first that as a no. First of all, I always have reservations now when a man is writing anything about the Amazons, when men are writing anything about the Amazons, because I fear these types of things. Um, I, I also saw, as Carolyn did, the common thread between all of these female characters here. Um, they can't just be heroes they have to be these dark and mysterious and intriguing and backbiting and you know there's not a I, i'm okay with the diversity of character traits but seems like we've hit a target with each one of these and i'm a little worried about that um i I don't know um i don't don't necessarily know if the draw for um Amazons for anyone who's going to watch it for the purpose of watching Amazons is going to be the political intrigue aspect of it, but I will reserve judgment until I see what they're trying to do. Well, I'm sorry. I'll, refer, I'll, re, I'll reserve further judgment because I am judging. <laughs> um, but eh, I don't know if this was, I feel like if you were going to, have these other darker shows with women that maybe you could stack one with hope and light and just sort of a, 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 a direct, a, a, even a, a march towards positivity mm -hmm. in some way with regards to these women. I don't, I don't know what to expect here. And I, again, but I'm most troubled by this being something that men are are putting together. Um, I don't, I always also feel like, 
I know people like to use Game of Thrones as like a positive sort of reference. I don't. No, I'm with you. I I don't. I feel as though I come at me. I don't really care. I feel as though it's the work of a hack who doesn't know how to tell a really good story because whenever he needs to drive a point for, forward, he sexually assaults someone. Um, and I just didn't quite understand that being a draw. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, this one sort of perplexed me. I'll be very honest with you. Um, it's, it really, it really did perplex me, the, the, the take here. So I don't, I, I really got to see what they're coming, coming with. But right now, based on what they're saying, the political drama and the, all that stuff, um, I don't know if that is, because I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, Carolyn and Bob, you're experts. The whole objective was the women earned their place at the mascara by escaping all of all that had been done to them by Hercules, et cetera, et cetera, and others. Am I am I on track there? This blending of, of some eras together, but in yeah. in essence, yeah. yes, they they removed themselves from man's world. Yeah, to live their so own life this... of positivity and science and culture and love. So, because in some of the some of the some of the versions I've read, yeah, because I, I have read different versions of the how that story began. Some of the versions I've read, their mascara was sort of like a a reward for or a, or a consolation prize or a, or a where from the guys we're sorry we allowed that shit to happen to you mm-hmm. <laughs> here hang out over here and you know never age type thing um but the objective was that that island was supposed to be the island and them on that island was supposed to be the point at which they demonstrated that women could be this are these arbors of peace yeah there there really is a um, sisterhood it, it all comes together yes and that they were supposed to bring peace to man's world mm-hmm. um i don't well know that, how. that's later but yeah yeah so i don't necessarily know I, I was trying to reconcile that with the political intrigue and the game of thrones and all that stuff that's where i was well, we, up, we, so. if you look at the whole trial of the amazons that i was ranting about for months mm-hmm. that was out recently mm-hmm. with hippolyta deciding to have herself murdered Mm-hmm. to unite the sisterhood how about you just talk to them how about you just talk to the other yeah. sisters which is what it would have been through at least the perez run yeah now i'll be honest i wouldn't hate seeing a story where lost tribes of amazons discover each other and there is that process of merging and understanding of the cultures and stuff like that i don't necessarily want to see them fighting each other right, well there's the thing i i think um, the the hippolyta of the way she's best written across all these 80 years would would be someone who welcomed mm-hmm. artemis welcomed your yeah. floor and the amazon mm-hmm. the, the amazonian amazons yeah not turned it into game of thrones where the people backstabbing and literally yeah, stabbing each other that. I don't. Yeah, I have no interest in that. But would that be action enough? And would would there be enough blood and gore and thing. or half naked Amazons for uh, the bros out there? Probably not. Well, That's I the think, thing. I think they need it, the tension for the action. Go yeah. ahead, Carolyn. What it comes down to is who wants this? Why this? Well, I mean, it does seem kind of comic skatey. So I'm sure you got that built in audience. 
Wow. No, I'm, I'm, I really, I, I really am being, I, well, me, I was going to say I really am being serious, but I guess you probably are too. I just don't, I, I mean, is there, is there clamoring for a bunch? Uh, they, they're only announcing a slate of, t- of 11 things, one of which is animated. So let's say 10 things. They're announcing a slate of 10 things. So each slot is, you know, sort of precious. Why are you making one of them a bunch of people we don't know? And it, with with a storyline that we've only seen pretty recently that most people didn't like, like you know, so what, do something else. Do do something else. I'd love to see a vixen on here. Sure. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've I've often told the story about how when my my daughter, who's now sixteen, was little, and um. I would sort of, because I couldn't really find any good children's superhero books to show her, I would just tell her stories about, like, I would tell her sort of the the superhero's name and what their, um, what their powers were and how they would use them. And, you know, we would act stuff out and whatever. And, you know, after we had been doing this for kind of a while, I said, do you think you have a have favorite? And she said, yeah, Vixen. She has the best powers of anybody. I mean, who wouldn't want all the powers of animals? Yeah. And, you know, because little kids, little kids love animals, too. And it was like, OK, I have literally nothing to show this child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's true. I think you could make a really great Vixen show. It would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they did the little animated series that I, I thought had great potential. Potential. Um, potential. Had great potential. Um, <laughs> some things need to be cleaned up, but I think putting her at the forefront and, and making her sort of have to understand and earn, you know, that, that it was an interesting hero's journey for her mm-hmm. sort of making her earn that I thought had great potential. Had they continued to explore it, you would have come into a, a more well-rounded character, but it was a good start. I thought, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, let's, let's, let's do our, our women heroes a, a, a better service than to make them all damaged in the, your initial lineup. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, thank you for joining for another very positive episode. Yeah, now that I'm sufficiently bummed out. Uh... <laughs> well, so Steve, we, we may or may not get to this, but we had a uh, we had a thought the other day where we thought we had an inkling we might do some of this. But what would you like to see in a phase one? Well, I wrote down a whole bunch of things, and none of them are on this list. Well, what'd you write down? I'd love to see a Harley Ivy show, obviously, in live action. I, okay. Or or a movie with those people. I what about Birds of Prey? Which uh, let's we have them set up already. Why aren't they there? A, a Zatanna Justice League dark know? show. Constantine bring Kiara Reeves back. A real Justice Society. Wonder Woman three. Which if you could have Batman and Superman, you could have had Wonder Woman on a list like this and not have gone that route. How about we go all the way back and bring back Steven Spielberg? He wanted to make Blackhawks for the last twenty years. And of mm. course, a far sector movie. Uh, mm-hmm. None of these Oof. are on here, and uh, I know I'm the outlier. I'm a, I'm an I'm a Silver Age guy and all, but some of these things are more modern too. And uh, they've gone where they where they went. Maybe these are being Phase Two coming out in 2030 or something. I don't know. Well, that's you know that's the other part of that of this is that there's more to this than they're letting on like they mm-hmm. only let us know about all of this stuff so far but this is supposedly only half 
which I don't quite understand how that's the case, but that's what they're saying. So what that means exactly, we'll we'll have to see. I can't imagine there being 20 projects under the first phase, but again, I'm not the one planning it, so what do I know? No, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, again, as we we're all discussing here, we, we have a slate of films that and projects that have some interest. We're wary of some of where this might go based on the tone and the fact that we have some lead characters of the distaff side of things that all falling into the same category. And I think some of the guys probably do too, but they don't have the burden of representing all women in the sense that these characters have to, to not only the female audience, but the male audience who are getting what they want, perhaps. I don't know. Again, none of these are made yet. None of these are written. We'll see. Wary. I'm going to buy a t-shirt that says wary in like shaky letters. I really like your list, Bob. Oh, thank you very much. Could be fun. All right. Um, if anyone has anything else, any final thoughts that they want to add, please feel free to do so. No, I mean, I think ultimately we are, okay, I'll speak for me. I'm excited that they want to go in a new direction. I'm excited that they want to try new things. I don't know if they led with their best in this instance. So I'll just, I'll leave it at that. So I will be more hopeful for the second half of this. And also that maybe we are just sort of seeing the, the etchings on the whiteboard that might actually get moved around a little bit. So let's see. Well, I don't know. This could be sort of a testing thing where they're just like, oh, well. That didn't fly. The world wasn't too, wasn't too fine <laughs> well, on that one. So I mean, that's a that's yeah. a long test. So, and I've yeah. I've been yeah I've been keeping a running list of every time something has been announced for I don't know about ten years now I guess and so the page that I just keep pushing things down to as they never happen is like a good full page. Wow, you know, wow. like the stuff. I mean, you you know, I could I could read some of them out to you probably you know what they are it's stuff like uh i don't know silver and black and and blackhawks and justice league dark and um you know i mean are these things ever gonna happen zatanna is another one but whatever happened all that harbinger stuff and um you know joker and harley and cyborg and Mm. nightwing and Plastic Man, that was on the slate for a while. Oh, geez, I forgot all about that. Right? Yeah, that got canceled, I think. Silk, Hour Man, Spider Woman, Static, Gotham City Sirens. I could go on, but I think you get the idea. The list of stuff that has never been given a release date and is just TBA or just falls off the radar that is a long list. And so... We shouldn't assume this stuff is set in stone. I completely mm. forgot about static. Mm. I mean, that could fall under the Elseworld stuff that could be announced with the the second half. Uh, it's a little weird that they they insisted that that was still going, and then it mm-hmm. didn't show up in this list. But mm-hmm. we shall see, I suppose. All right, I think that we can get out of here. <laughs> He's like, Jesus Christ. 
I will just I will say I will remind people one more time. Uh, there is another discussion about this stuff, a very different discussion uh, <laughs> on the <laughs> Gotham Outsiders. I'm just, look, I'm just giving people an option. Um, I think this is all you know. These are all great opinions to hear out, and you know, you guys bring up a lot of great points. And but I am personally choosing to remain optimistic and hope for the best and, and, you know, wait and see what goes on. I feel like we don't have nearly enough information to assume what these things are going to be. And I, I hope that we are pleasantly surprised. I'm sure that not everything will hit, but even if we get a couple of good movies out of this, uh, I'll be happy and we'll just have to, See what goes down. It's going to be a little while. So, you know, we have casting is going to matter. Uh, directors are going to matter. You know, I think James Mangold would do a great job with Swamp Thing, although people are definitely clamoring for Guillermo del Toro to come on and do his version of the character, which I think would also be amazing. Um, but who knows if he wants to get involved with Warner Brothers? Well, after they, you know, they maybe he needs him on Justice League Dark. Yeah, why would he bother again? Right? Like maybe he needs to see proof of of what they're doing with this stuff before he'd even think about uh, signing up with them again on something like this. So, um, you know, it's not a matter of just snapping your fingers and then all of a sudden this person's doing these things. Uh, it takes a lot of coercion and a lot of compromise to get certain people to hop onto these uh, gigantic franchises. So, and I mean, Del Toro has been, you know, he's been making his own indie stuff for a long time, but man, would he be perfect for Swamp Thing. But um, yeah, so you know where to find us. You don't have to, we don't have to go through the rigmarole of, of what to do and where to go. Uh, we will be back next week with uh, our regular show. And uh, there's lots of news coming in that show as well. There's been a lot of stories that have popped up ever since this stuff has been announced. We just wanted to kind of double back and make sure that we get a couple of voices on uh, what's coming from DC. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Does anybody else have anything they want to add before I get us out of here? It was a pleasure discussing this. Indeed. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We will catch you next time on the Talking Comics Podcast. Until then, to be continued. (laughs) 